You're listening to Sensitive Changemakers. This podcast is created for highly sensitive leaders and is designed to support you to embrace your strengths and gifts so you can feel more confident in your own mind and body and live a life with intention, purpose, and more importantly, joy. I'm your host, Kate Carter, a fellow HSP who has a BA Honours degree in education, is a fully trained and qualified professional coach and NLP practitioner, and has over 17 years of teaching and over three years of coaching experience supporting highly sensitive people. I believe that you can do anything you want to in this life, but that sometimes the path forward becomes muddy with self-doubt and fear of failure. It's my mission to help sensitive thought leaders peel away the self-doubt and stories holding them back, for them to see their own beauty and strength so they can increase self-confidence and self-trust through thought and embodiment work and see their path clearly and move forward confidently, living their life with intention and purpose. I would love for you to come and join us. Hello and welcome back to Sensitive Changemakers. I hope you are having a wonderful start to the week. It is a autumnal Monday today, but the sun is shining. It's it is glorious. I love this time of year with the kind of cooler temperatures, but the blue skies. Um, it's been wonderful. And it's been a real reminder of just how to embrace every small moment. There's been so much going on in the world recently. Um, and as a sensitive person, I'm sure you're the same. It's really difficult to to kind of navigate through that and to feel like you're saying the right thing to feel like you're listening, to feel like you're present and doing the right thing at the right time. It does feel like there's a very kind of a lot of responsibility and yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's really difficult to work out what to do for the best. So if you're feeling that way, I think you're not alone. I think it's really difficult at the moment and my thoughts are with everybody who's going through a difficult time at the moment and and my kind of wish is that we hear more peace coming soon. I've also been going through quite a tough time personally, which I know in the grand scheme of things is not a big deal, but it's really impacted on what's going behind the scenes. So I have been taking things easy. I have been including a lot more self-care, resting when I can, and just kind of, yeah, taking things easy. Today, I really want to invite you to think about your empathy and and what it means to be empathic or empathetic. They're both the same. <laughs> I had to look it up to make sure. Um, but they're both the same word, empathic or empathetic. Because as highly sensitive people, there's always been an association between being highly sensitive and being more empathetic. But what does that look like? And also, what is the difference between sympathy and empathy? Because when I was doing my training, it was really important for us to have empathy for our clients, but not to have sympathy. And so I want to start there and kind of dig in a little bit deeper as to empathy and how it is being associated with highly sensitive people and kind of give you a bit of food food for thought based on the research out there at the moment. So sympathy, in a nutshell, is more where you feel 
sorry for or feel pity for somebody else who's going through something difficult. Empathy is an ability to understand how someone feels and to really kind of um, respect that. Whereas sympathy is like, I pity you and I'm so glad I'm not going through that myself. So empathy here is what I'm really focused on. And empathy is, like I was saying, that ability to understand how somebody feels. It's the ability to share somebody else's feelings and emotions as if they were your own. And if you're highly sensitive and you're on the higher end of the scale of being highly sensitive, then you know how that feels. You know that when somebody is around you and they are stressed or frustrated, you end up feeling stressed or frustrated and you're not quite sure why. Or when somebody gets angry, you feel like you're kind of angry, but again, you don't know why. And researchers have been looking into highly sensitive people for over 20 years now. And the way they predominantly did that is they did it through psychology tests and questionnaires. So they would see how much empathy highly sensitive people had through the people who were taking the test, agreeing with statements such as other people's moods affect me or when people are uncomfortable in a physical environment, I tend to know what needs to be done to make it more comfortable. This is from the hsperson.com forward slash test which is by elaine aaron and i'll put the link in the show notes if you want to go and have a look at that test it's a really kind of really easy basic test to go and see in terms of how highly sensitive you are where you are on the scale the the sort of problem with these kind of questionnaires and tests is obviously nothing is 100 percent accurate but it's really difficult to to gain a kind of control alongside those tests because people may have different interpretations of what those statements mean. Um, they can take them to mean different things. They can feel different on certain days. And so what they've done recently is they've started to use EEG, which is a device that records brain activity. Um, in 2022, Ishikam, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly, why and Tanaka, they used an EEG to investigate emotional contagion and mirror system activity. Now, I'm just going to explain those a bit more so that you understand where they're coming from. And again, I'll put the links in the show notes to this research. So an emotional contagion is basically how we feed off other people's emotions. And mirror system activity is to see if we mentally or physically copy somebody else. So we mirror what somebody else is doing. And both of these activities show empathy. They demonstrate empathy. And so the way that they did this is they had participants of the study watch a video of a person lifting a cup. And for the mirror system activity, they had the participants looking at pictures of sad, neutral and happy faces just to see what was going on in terms of brain waves. The result showed that people who were hot on the higher end of the scale, so they did a test and it was anybody who was over 100, I think, if I remember the details correctly. So they were on the higher end of being highly sensitive, if you think about that scale. They showed greater mirror system activity. That meant that when they were watching the people lift the cup, they were mentally, and their brain waves were showing, that they were mentally copying and mirroring those people. 
And when the same types of people, so again, the the sort of on the higher end of that scale, the highly sensitive people, when they were faced with the happy face, it actually showed lower alpha wave activity. And they took this to mean that the participants were more relaxed and happy when they looked at the image. So they actually caught that feeling, if you know what I mean, which is where the contagion bits come in. So when they were looking at the happy face, they started to feel more relaxed and happy themselves. However, interestingly enough, the neutral face or the sad face didn't have the same kind of reaction. And I'll put the link in there, but it's really interesting. So not only do we have the questionnaires out there, the psychology tests that are telling us that empathy is associated with being highly sensitive, but we've now actually got brain science. We've got EEG that um, are showing that the brain acts differently if you're highly sensitive. And it does show that highly sensitive people on a very physiological level have a different way of responding to external stimuli. And they do show more empathy. So the benefits of this, if you look at it from the gift side, you know, I always like to look at the gifts for highly sensitive people. This is fantastic because it it means that highly sensitive people really do understand other people on a deeper level. They do. They are much more aware of other people's emotions. They're much more aware of what's going on underneath the language and what's not being said. And this means that any kind of project, you want a highly sensitive person on that project, whether that be a work project, a collaboration, there is no limit to how highly sensitive people can support those kind of projects. And the same goes for relationships as well. When you've got a social group, having a highly sensitive person in there is really going to deepen that relationship between the people in there because they're able to see the things underneath the language and be able to pick up on those nuances and those subtleties in the environment and really empathize with the people in that group. And because of that empathy, they're able to see things from other people's perspectives. So they may have their own opinions as a as a person within the project. Say, for example, they were working on a work project They may have their own opinions about what to do and what not to do and what the problems are and what the solutions are. But they're also aware of what the other people in the group are demonstrating and feeling. And they're able to take those things on board as well. So in terms of meaningful relationships, in terms of collaboration, that is a huge benefit to have. The flip side of this, and there is always a flip side, isn't there, is that A highly sensitive person can take on other people's emotions so much that they lose themselves in that. And so they don't know where they start and where they end and where somebody else starts and where they end. And it all becomes a bit of a mixture. And it's it's something that if you've, I mean, most highly sensitive people are born that way and they kind of, there are external conditioning so I say that actually impact on that but most people have got 50% of that genetic makeup to start off with and so this is something they've they've kind of had for a very very long time and I've kind of seen it play in a couple of ways I've seen highly sensitive people really pull away from the emotional side of things because because they've learned that actually too much emotion from everybody is just 
overstimulating. And so they kind of shut that part off. These are people who are quite withdrawn, um, very, very small social groups. They may have a tendency towards anxiety. Um, they get overwhelmed easily, all of these different things. And they kind of shut that emotion down. And then you've got the other type of person who's very much turns into kind of people pleasing um, tendency where the people who haven't shut down the emotional side of things, they're still taking on other people's emotions, but they don't know that they're not their own. And so they get so overwhelmed in their emotions because they believe that they're theirs, because they believe that they are that highly emotional when actually most of those emotions are somebody else's. And so the one thing that comes up for me here is the importance of boundaries and the importance of protecting your own energy. And so really understanding what is yours and what is not yours and how you can actually protect what is yours, which is why I love meditation. And I know this is just one small part. We could obviously go into so much more detail, but just taking an aspect of that. One of the reasons I love meditation as a highly sensitive person is because it enables me to ground back into who I am. Every single morning before I start the day, taking that, and I do do about half an hour, 45 minute meditation, taking that time and just grounding myself back in who I am. I haven't got any external stimuli. I'm not listening to other people. I'm not being in other people's energies or emotions. I'm just me and taking that time to remember who I am. And I do look at it like that, to remember who I am, because there is so much noise. And we, when we are around people, we can take on so much of other people's energies and emotions that if I don't have a clear idea who I am at the start of the day, then I'm definitely not going to know who I am by the end of the day. And I've been exposed to all those different people and different energies. And so for me, meditation is one of those ways to ground myself. Obviously, there are lots of different other ways to do this, but I find that one really, really important. The other thing that comes up for me is, is really having an awareness of, is this my emotion? And asking yourself that question, especially when you're around other people. And like we were saying earlier, when you start to start to mirror somebody who is being really angry or mirroring somebody who's being really stressed and you're actually just stopping yourself taking that metaphorical step back and asking yourself is this my energy is this my emotion and just kind of one of the things that I like to do like before I ask myself this question so I'll backtrack a little bit here so I'm in a situation and say I don't know it's my husband and he's he's quite stressed he's talking about something in quite his language is really quite stressed and and I'm there and I can feel myself becoming quite stressed and and I'm there going yeah and we need to do things faster or whatever it is you know we need to cook the dinner faster I need to get things sorted quicker and one of the things one of the questions I really like asking myself is like before before I came into this room was I feeling stressed was I feeling like I had to move really quickly and do things really quickly and if the answer is, yeah, I was, then it might be mine. It might be something, you know, I'm trying to do too much. For example, highly sensitive people, when we are trying to do too much in too short a time, it is overwhelming. So that might be mine. But if it's not, for example, if I had a really relaxed day and then I only started getting stressed when I came into this room, then it's probably not mine. 
And if it's not mine, then I can let it go. And there's, again, lots of ways that you can let this go. You can imagine a cord cutting if you're quite a visual person and you need to actually visualize cutting cutting a cord and just saying, that's done. That's yours. Have it back. Um, you can just actually say the words, let it go, like, let it go. It's not mine. So there's lots of different ways that you can do that. But actually, the energetic boundary of working out what's yours and what's not yours, I think, is really important. And it's something we're not taught. It's not something that gets spoken about very, very much because because it sounds a little bit woo and it sounds a little bit out there um but it, it's not it's really important and the that energy that you carry around with you every single day has to be enough for you to be doing what you want to be doing and if that energy is getting used up because you're actually taking on other people's emotions then you're not going to have that energy that you want to be able to do the things that are important to you and so i think Having that awareness is so, so important. Asking yourself those questions is really vital. And then putting in those boundaries. So if it is, you know, if there is a social situation that is consistently is consistently putting you into a position where you are always taking on other people's emotions and you've tried the cord cutting, you've tried letting it go and it's it seems to be a constant battle, then putting a boundary around that and and either reducing it or changing it or shifting it or looking at alternative alternative options and actions are all things that you can look at. And I know boundaries feels like a very abrupt, blunt thing to do, but they can be done with love and they can be done with compassion and care. And so just having that awareness that you can put a boundary into place if needs be, I think is a really a really kind of beneficial, get my words out, a really beneficial thing for you to be thinking about. So I really want to, for you to go away today and think about your empathy, your taking on of other people's emotions, when that happens, how that happens, how can you can actually protect your own energy so that you've got more of it to do what you consider important and also putting those boundaries in place if needs be, again, to look after your own energy. So I would love for you to tell me what your takeaways are from this, how you protect your energy, or if you're one of those that been listening to this thinking, yeah, actually, I do take on other people's emotions and I didn't even realise I was doing that. It's definitely a relatively new thing for me. I'd say in the last three or four years, it's been one of those things that I've realised I do. And Asking myself the questions that I've shared with you today has really supported me. So I would love to hear your stories and your experiences. And if you would like to really ground in your strengths and your gifts, then I would love to invite you to the Sensitive Changemakers Facebook group. Every Monday at 10 a.m., I am going to be doing a Mindset Monday. It's going to be some stretching um some breathing some meditation some journal prompts and then an oracle pull pulling of a card and it really has got the emphasis of empowering you as a highly sensitive person to to have a really intentional purposeful week for you and based on who you are and your strengths and your gifts so i'd love to invite you to that i'll put the link in the show notes and like i said any questions, always please do reach out and I'll be back next week with another episode. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. 
If you have any takeaways or any questions, please do reach out to me either through Instagram, LinkedIn or Facebook at Kate Carter Coaching or you can email me at kate at katecarter.co.uk. I always love to hear your feedback and the things that you have taken from the podcast. If you know of any other highly sensitive people, then please do share this so that I can reach more and support more highly sensitive people to embrace their strengths and gifts. As a thank you, I will pick a winner every month for a free 50-minute coaching session with me. Thank you so, so much.